I'm the Easter Rabbit, and I'm supposed to be happy and gay <laughs> when I deliver the eggs. But my feet are killing me. Well, I'm not doing anything. I'll deliver the Technicolor hen fruit for you. I don't think you can do it. Don't worry, Doc. I'll be okay. Well, remember, keep smiling. Every year I get some dumb bunny to do my work for me. divers welcome to the deep dive podcast where each episode we strive to find something anything to watch on streaming media i'm tom feeney writer for wang shop movie magazine and with me as always is my co-host the magnificent manda hello manda hello how are you you know what i'm feeling very springy oh nice I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, but I'm doing pretty good, too. Oh, but I'm pumped. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is just the beginning, folks. If you're a fan of egg puns, oh, my, you are in for a real treat. I didn't have a pun for that one, but, you know. Prepare to be overly excited. No, that doesn't work. Ovum? I was trying to get like an over. Ovumly? Yeah. Ovumly excited? Ovumly yeah, yeah. Eh, I'll, eh. I'll think of another one. We'll workshop it later. Uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> so how how are you doing, Manda? You know, not doing too bad. I'm very lucky that I've got my appointment for my first vaccine. Oh, good, um, good. Yeah. I don't know actually which one I'm getting. They don't tell you. I hope that it's just, you know, the one and done because I don't really like injections. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, it's not for a while, unfortunately, when they... Uh, the good old state of New Hampshire said, hey, beginning on the 31st of March, you can go ahead and register. So we did, but we can't get seen until like June. So it's still like two months of hanging out in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Although I hear that uh, if if when you go to get your shot, uh, when you uh, when you get your injection, if you fake like a really bad reaction, they'll like give you a lollipop or something. Ooh, you know, once I gave blood in high school and it really didn't go well. But in the end, I got a Welch's juice box, so it was kind of worth it. Did you throw up? Yeah. Oh, man. That's I tough. think it was because I saw I saw the blood donation bags, and it just made me super queasy. Oh. But like I said, the nurses came in, and they gave you candy and really sugary foods. Which is never a bad thing, really. No, not Unless really. Unless you're diabetic, no. and then that's a whole other business. You shouldn't be giving blood anyway if you're diabetic. Yeah, exactly. Just a handy tip for people there, okay? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So everything's pretty good on my end. Um, how about you? You know, uh, hanging in there, hanging in there. I, uh, you know, I, I myself, of course, had the one and done. So I'm, I'm fully now, uh, fully now antibody, uh, you know, complete. So I feel, you know, I feel like my immune system could tackle just about anything, but I'm not going to test that theory because, frankly, I'm scared. Yeah. I think maybe we'll hold out until, like, we know for sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, okay, I get it. It's, you know, once you're completely immunized, you're not going to get sick enough to go to the hospital or, you know, be seriously ill. But, you know, I find that I kind of enjoy, you know, 
not seeing other people. So I don't know. I might stick with it for a while, you know, just to see, just to see how it That's goes. The thing. Just, yeah, just don't tell anybody you got vaccinated. And they say, oh, you know, hey, Tom, why don't you come out for dinner? Oh, you know, I really would, but I want to protect you guys. Or if your mother-in-law calls, just say you can't attend her, you know, weekly dinner because you haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, you know that's absolutely true. And on that, and on that note, uh, uh, when we record this, it's April Fool's Day, uh, and <laughs> you know, which is, of course, you know, par for the course for us anyway. Uh, yeah, I much. thought I, you know, my plan was to do this whole thing where, like, uh, tomorrow, like I was going to do a whole uh, April Fool's weekend thing, and oh. like tomorrow, I was going to fake my death. And nice. then in a couple of days, I was just going to appear uh, and say, hey, I'm, you know, I was dead, but now I'm, I'm okay. And then I just ascend. Uh, what a um, resurrection that would be. I know, right? But you know what? Yeah. You know what? I found yeah. out it had been done. Oh, man. See, all these things, they, they always happen before we get a chance to do them. Yeah, thanks a lot, David Blaine. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we're going uh, to hell. Let's you know, and whatever. I, I exaggerate, of course, but get it? I, yeah. I, yeah. Yep. All right, yep. All right moving on. Very good. <laughs> uh, on to the topic. And I'm sure people who are listening probably knows what we're talking about here. So spring has sprung and with it brings thoughts of new beginnings. Lawnmowers. Yeah, blooming flowers, uh, warmer weather, bird song filling the air very nicely. And of course, Ancient, Chocolate. yeah. Well, I was thinking more ancient fertility rituals, but that's just me. Oh yeah, fair you know, there's that. So now you can pass over Passover, you can kick Easter in the keister, but you cannot ignore the greatest symbol of the spring equinox. And I am, of course, talking about about uh, Good Friday. No, 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 no. Ostara. Do you know who that is? Do you know Ostara? No. So, Ostara is the Germanic goddess of Easter. Oh, Pretty cool, yeah, huh? of course. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. So, now, here's the thing, and, and this is something that I've always wondered about, is that we have, as, as part of our Easter, you know, uh, we, of course, have the religious aspect, but then there's the whole Easter bunny and the eggs. And I'm thinking, where's the connection here between an Easter bunny and eggs? So I found out that according to German folklore, Ostara, the goddess of Easter, transformed herself. Uh, well, she transformed a bird. She took a bird and transformed it into a hare or, you know, like a rabbit. And in gratitude, once a year, the hare would give tribute to Ostara by laying Easter eggs as it would when it was a bird. And that's actually real. I, I totally did not make that up. Uh, so basically, a goddess transformed a bird into a hare that would lay eggs in tribute to the goddess. I know, right? Blew your mind there, didn't to, Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. When you say hare, you mean like a rabbit, right? Yes, yes, yes. There is oh, a difference okay. between a rabbit and a hare. You know, yeah. picking, you know, you know, picking nits here, but technically it's a hare, but not a rabbit. But the same sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's where we get the Easter bunny from, and that's how it ties into Easter eggs. 
which Interesting. I yeah I know I was like I was I always wondered about that why a rabbit and eggs it doesn't make much sense but there we go how about that and that but, is our theme but don't don't rabbits have live young yes they do but when the rabbit oh. was a bird it laid eggs then it was transformed into a rabbit and then it would magically lay eggs as a tribute to what it was that's so bizarre it but, is I mean it? it's German. So. Yeah, yeah, that tells you something, doesn't it? They do make good cars. Yes, yes, they do make good cars. Uh, yeah, including the new what's it called now? Volkswagen. Have you seen that? <laughs> changing their yeah. names. That's weird. I don't understand yeah. that. This pandemic has brought so many emotions up for so many people. Yeah, I think it's time we just put a stop to that. No more <laughs> emotions, people. Stop it right now. Exactly. <sighs> so, eggs. That's our theme. Eggs, not technically Easter, but eggs. So there you go. Now, uh, if it is all right, I'm going to go first with uh, with my pick. That would be exceptionary. That's not even that's not even a word. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Exemplary. Exemplary. There you go. Exemplary. <laughs> I just made a whole new word, people. <laughs> you did. You made an entirely new word. That's awesome. I'm going to go work for Webster's. Yes, that you should do, totally. That would be excellent. If you did that. Oh, Ooh. yeah. yeah it's yeah. going to be a while. <laughs> you might as well turn this off now. So, you know, it's not going to get better. Uh, my first pick. So, you know, every once in a while, you come across a work of art that really has kind of a personal impact on you, but you don't really understand why it does. You know, and so my first pick I saw about 30 years ago, and the imagery of it has stuck with me ever since. Um, so it's a Japanese animated film from 1985. It's called Angel's Egg. Now, uh, back then, uh, I was somewhat familiar with, you know, Japanese animation, mostly from imported cartoons like Speed Racer and Star Blazers and stuff like that. But Angel's Egg was my first introduction to uh, its more artistic and avant-garde corners. Now, the film itself is only 70 minutes long, and it has very little dialogue. It really is more of a moving painting. And the story is, is very simplistic. There's this young girl, doesn't have a name, but she's trying to survive in some kind of uh, post-apocalyptic city, and she's carrying with her a large egg, and she's determined to protect it until it hatches. And along the way, she meets, a, she meets a young man wearing some kind of military uniform. We really don't know what that's about. But uh, he wants to know what's inside the egg, of course. But the girl isn't saying anything about it. And the two of them start sort of traveling together through this abandoned city. And you find out that neither of them really has any memory of who they are or where they are. Or even if the world that they're in is real. Um, now, the girl believes the proof that the world is real lies within the egg that she is protecting. And the egg may be carrying an actual angel in it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, um, wow. yeah, it's a very kind of surreal thing. There's no real answers here. It's not supposed to really offer too many answers. Um, it's meant to, the whole movie is meant to evoke a certain feeling not necessarily deliver a plot or have a purpose. 
but the only way that I can actually describe uh, describe it is it's like when you have a dream about a place you've never been, but it feels familiar at the same time. And, you know, we've all had those dreams where we're somewhere we haven't been before, but, you know, it's like, I know what this is. I, you know, this feels familiar and it's like a place maybe I, I should know, but I don't. Uh, and it kind of feels like that. The imagery has that kind of impact. Um, I know that there's on on the interwebs, there are um, people that post that these sort of like pictures that are supposed to evoke uh, a memory or a feeling, but you've never really been there. And this is kind of like that. Uh, it, it's it's just it's very it's hard to describe, but it just gives you that kind of dreamlike quality. Uh, it's a quietly beautiful film, and it really deserves to be seen and appreciated. Um, it's really a stark contrast to the high intensity over the top imagery that you usually associate with Japanese animation. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, film. And I, I highly recommend Angel's Egg to anybody that's interested in that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my first pick. Wow, and, that's quite beautiful of a of a plot. Yeah, it it really is, and it, it's very moving in its own way. You really do feel for these characters, even though they don't really say a whole lot. But you know, and you're curious about what's going on, and you don't know any more than they do about where they are or what's happening. Um, and it has it has a very interesting ending. I'm not going to spoil it, but it does have a very interesting ending that makes you think a little bit like, okay, what is really going on here? Um, right. But it's uh, I really, really do like it. Um, I'm going to give you the scores because they're actually – there actually are scores, amazingly. Uh, and <laughs> so you uh, – it gets 7.7 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database and a really okay. good 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, wow. Me, me personally, I give it four out of five omelets. And <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Now, you can find this entire thing for free on YouTube. Uh, so the quality is not the best. So I think this might be one of those kind of lost films in a way. And that's a shame. But if you're interested, you can find it on YouTube. And I do recommend it. Uh, it's subtitled, even though there are very, there's very little dialogue, but what is there is subtitled. But you know, uh, if you can't read subtitles, I mean, I don't know what to say to you, uh, <laughs> which is I'm, I'm okay with subtitles. I don't have a problem with it. But yeah, so Angel's Egg, highly recommended. And, you know, just one of those things where you just put it on, turn the lights off and just let it wash over you. Nice. Yeah. I'm ecstatic. Oh, oh you've been holding on to that. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Good first pick. I, I Thank really you. Enjoy that Thank I, you. I like, I like Japanese animation. But I also like when things have such a deeper meaning. And also you can delve really far into the idea of like the child's wonderment, right? That yeah. an angel resides in an egg. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, I, I would recommend it definitely. Perfect. So my first and uh, only, I've got one good one and then I'll have a couple of uh, honorable mentions. But my first one is one of those movies you can call kind of a knockoff, right? You know, um, a huge blockbuster movie comes out and directors then see an opportunity to kind of ride the coattails of said movie. Oh yeah. Um, in order to, you know, kind of propel themselves. And basically with this type of the new blockbuster movie, they might be able to kind of at least gain the money back that they paid yeah, for, yeah. for making the film. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the case for this movie too. Uh, it is 1980s contamination. 
You've got to be kidding me. No, don't even say it. Don't You've say got it. to be kidding me. All right. I think maybe we have to quit the podcast. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> just just go ahead. Go. go ahead. Please continue. Right. Well, this little wonderment, this little wonderment, as it were, um, <laughs> came out in 1980 off the coattails of the Alien movie, right? Like, so, you know, Ridley Scott and all that fun stuff. Never heard of it. And, yeah. No, 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 not a call. So it, it basically encompasses, like, the main, like, space bringing back some, you know, uh, thing aboard trope. You know, they go to space and some alien life form climbs aboard their ship or whatever. In this case, these two astronauts go out to Mars, I think it is, and one doesn't come back. One just goes insane, I guess, and becomes an alcoholic, and he's just a, you know, something weird happened. It was an independent day up there. But they come back, and inside the ship, which happens to land in New York, despite this being made in Germany, uh, like these green eggs, like, and they're big too. They're not like tiny little eggs. And uh, they kind of discover too, that once you poke and prod them, they like explode. Yeah. And of course, like everything you think, all the natural, like, I guess, albumin <laughs> inside is like toxic to like humans. That's and my favorite basically albumin. Explode. Oh yeah, exactly. I have all their albumins. Uh, oh, Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah they explode um and they kill things you know around them so that's kind of a thing um and through you know the movie is it's like eight minutes long it's not very long but basically you find out that these uh these eggs can control people with mind control and and the original I mean, I guess I'm not spoiling it. It's been out for 30, 40 years. But mm-hmm. the original astronaut that they thought was missing is working down in some Colombian coffee plantation, like with, like not a drug lord, but like actually in the coffee uh, plantation. And he's being, you know, mind controlled by this alien cyclopsy thing. And then, you know, the guy who was an alcoholic and he just couldn't take what he's seen, his brain had been fried like an egg. Uh, <laughs> he comes back and he's like this super... Uh, guy he's the hero of the film you know it's always these these tropes where the guy doesn't want to get involved but then you beg him and his conscience brings him in and then he's a hero and yeah it's yeah it's weird also i think towards the end too um there's this point where like the egg or there's eggs left over i think uh, one of those like suspense things, like oh, will it be will there be a second movie? Yeah. and it ends up exploding in New York again. This film, right. this is filmed in like Germany, but yeah, it doesn't really have too many people that I'm familiar with. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll let you go ahead and do the scores and the location to sure, watch it. Sure, why not? Because <laughs> I'm uh, gonna assume <laughs> that this is right. your second pick. Yes, it was. Um, now, couple things, couple things to note. Uh, this movie has had several names. Um, yeah. It has been called Alien Contamination. There's a bit. That's a bit on the nose. Uh, Toxic Spawn and Larva. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was another fantastic title. Now the uh, the director is not who is presented on the posters or anything like that. Uh, it was an Italian gentleman named Luigi Cozzi. Cozzi. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive too. He's still alive. Yeah. And uh, so, and he uh, he has basically said in interviews that this was a complete alien ripoff uh, to make <laughs> to make money. And yeah. 
in some countries, it was actually advertised as a direct sequel to Alien. So uh, apparently countries with no copyright laws. Uh, so that's interesting. Huh. Um, now, huh. it, now, it did the, mo- the movie did make money, which is thankfully, that's uh, a good thing for the director. Because according to him, the movie was partially funded by a drug cartel. <laughs> Aren't all good movies, though? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I'm sure Gone with the Wind was a, a cartel movie. Um, you know, Mary Poppins, cartel movie. Star Wars, cartel movie. Uh, cartel. It's yeah. a whole thing. I mean, even, I mean, most of the Pixar films, are you kidding me? Dora the Explorer. Yeah. All all ketamine funded, too. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of special K going on down there, you know what I mean? Uh, thanks, Kellogg. Yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh so it doesn't it doesn't get very good um reviews <laughs> to say the uh, least. No. No. Yeah. No. So I mean 5.3 out of 10 internet movie database 40% on Rotten Tomatoes but ouch ouch. Me I give it 5 out of 5 alien omelets. That's you know that's what I enjoy. Um now hey, you know they're saying something. Yeah. I mean it's cheese but it's good cheese. It's stinky cheese. Which is sometimes the best cheese, if you know what I mean. Eh. You don't like stinky cheese? Uh, it really depends. I mean, if I'm going to have a stinky cheese, like I don't want to have it in a grilled cheese because then it's too stinky. Oh, no, that's waste. But, yeah, I might have a Gruyere or something mm, yes. in like a fondue. I don't know. Ooh, ooh, a fondue. I love a good fondue. <laughs> fondue who? Uh, oh. That joke was total poutine. Um, <laughs> oh! Yeah, man, we should do a food episode. This is to- yeah, this is actually uh, yeah. This now announcing our next podcast, uh, the Deep Dish <laughs> podcast, where we where we go and eat food and talk about it. Which for me, I would enjoy that immensely. Nice. I don't know about you, but I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. Now there have been actually many different versions of contamination floating around over the years, um, and. As a matter of fact, it has the dubious honor of being one of the notorious video nasties. Uh, The (laughs) video nasties was a list of banned videos in the UK that you could not rent or buy for years. And so that was uh, that was one of the the lists. You can look that up online. You want to check that out because it's very interesting. If you're looking for a good uh, a good list of movies to watch. Go check out Video Nasties and see what they and see what was banned in the UK. Um, yeah, it's a that's a fun ride right there. If you want to, that's a good weekend at least. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so, uh, but the uncut version of the film you can watch it for free if you yeah. have Amazon Prime Video or mm-hmm. on our old friend Tubi. Oh, Tubi! I love Tubi. Or not to be. Oh, um, never get tired of that one. Yeah, so, which reminds me, I think our next episode is going to be done entirely in iambic pentameter, which will be a lot of fun. I guess we're going to Shakespeare that up. That's right. Oh, oh. hey. This is why you come here, isn't it? That you come, people listen <laughs> for these jokes, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, sure I we. a little left to offer. Yeah, sure we, uh, sure we have information that's fun, but hey, <laughs> it's all about the jokes. Oh, by the way, you can also <laughs> rent Contamination. On iTunes for mm-hmm. 99 cents, which is a bargain at any price. So yeah. there you go. Now, you said that you had some honorable mentions. I'm very excited to hear them. Oh, well, let me just stop this. Oh, never mind. Excellent. I was going to heighten the 
and testicles. Yeah, never mind. Okay, I've uh, no, stop yoking around. <laughs> oh, so you know the guy, the guy who plays Hubbard, by the way. I think his name is Ian McCulloch. He happened to be in two like two zombie movies right before uh, Contamination, and I was looking at his IMD page. He has like six or seven zombie titles under his name. I wonder why I've never even heard of him. I think most of those zombie movies were probably made in Italy and mostly by the same group of directors. <laughs> Fair enough. Because the Italians uh, okay. do love their zombie movies. God help me, I don't know why, but they do. And just one more thing before we, we, we get to your honorable mentions. One of the best things about Contamination is the soundtrack. It is one of the most <laughs> 80s synthesizer soundtracks I have ever heard, and it is by a fantastic Italian um, synthesizer group called Goblin. And if you get the chance, listen to it. It's so fun. How is it that all these really crap movies have really good soundtracks? You know, I'm not sure because it's like that's. it seems like that's the one thing they spent money on was music. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I have no oh, idea. Oh, man. Uh, honorable mention. So I've got, I've actually just got the one, and I think this is probably the best one. Um, but I am a fan of dinosaurs, and no. I love. Yeah, I know. What? There's a real, a real shocker for you there. Oh my you goodness! Expecting that. Shockosaurus. Shockosaurus. <laughs> uh, but no, one of the one of the great great names in sort of paleontology world is Mr. Peter Larson, right? He is the discoverer of Sue the T-Rex. Sue being, up until recently, the most complete and largest female T-Rex ever discovered. Um, but recently, he was part of a documentary back in 2014 called Dinosaur 13. Um, this Dinosaur 13 refers to the 13th dinosaur being found, which is Sue. Uh, there's a huge debate over who owned her. I mean, like, seriously, the rights to dinosaur fossils um, is split up between who owns mineral rights. Is a is a bone a mineral? Is it not? Is it natural? You know, who owns the land rights? It's a whole big kerfuffle. And essentially what ended up happening is that he lost the battle and he no longer had rights to sue. And he wanted to put her up in his museum. But, you know, I guess maybe lucky for the rest of the world, she ended up, uh, you know, in Chicago and, and places. And we can still see her. But essentially there's this one part, right, where he gave this really cool TED Talk. And he actually describes the sort of burgeoning thesis of how dinosaurs in particular uh, are related to chickens, or I should say chickens are related to dinosaurs. And he starts going through the process of like looking at chickens in embryo <laughs> hmm. and like, yeah, going all the way through it. And it turns out that in recent years, scientists have actually produced an egg with a chicken that has a more dinosaur snout versus like chicken beak. Yum. And so, of course, everyone's thinking, like, cool, Jurassic Park is real. But basically, I just love that film. It's a good documentary, but I thought the, the whole, uh, you know, talking about eggs was appropriate. Because, yeah. of course, we all come from eggs. But it's pretty cool to think that, like, you could be having dinosaur on your plate tonight. You just don't even know. Oh, that just went right over yeah. my head. Oh! Oh, man. <laughs> this yeah, is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh you can actually goodness. find that right now. Level it's actually got a pretty good score too on IMDb. It's a seven point two. You can find it currently right right now free on IMDb if you subscribe to their TV services. Uh, but it's also on Amazon Prime and on the Geography Channel. Nice, I like that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, now we've got 
this is the second time in a row where we have uh, <laughs> where Amanda has poached my pick, and oh, not, not that I'm fair. not that I'm bitter about it or anything, you know. But yeah, maybe I, I think I am. you need to crack up that story a little bit. Ooh. Tell the truth here. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I'm just, oh, yeah. a, I'm just a shell of my former self now. Oh, wow. You're such a shell out. <laughs> oh, ouch, 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 ouch. Can't you ouch. take a yoke? Ah, ah, no, it's too painful. Oh, my goodness. I guess it's hard to beat. Oh, man. Yeah. You've omelet me down. Oh, man. I'm just an explorer of all these jokes. Man, it's just <laughs> oh, so scrambled. I don't know what more to say about that. But frankly, if you haven't yeah. if you haven't turned this off by now, I don't know what's going to make you go yeah. away. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I think this might actually be uh, because of this one of the shortest, um, one of the shortest ones on record. Well, to, for those who haven't like been tuning in for a long time, we typically don't tell each other what our picks are, no. and only two other times. And they've been long and far in between, but two other times we've picked the same other uh, movie. I, out of, of all the movies that could be picked, out of all the whole spectrum of really bad things to watch, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty funny thing that you pick my pick. Although I do have to say, I do have to say is that I think one of the things is, is because our topic was so kind of narrow because yeah. it's egg related and it's like you know there it's not exactly a a, a well-known subgenre of movies movies about eggs <laughs> there's only so far you can go with that um so yeah i can you know i, I can to- i can understand it i mean if we went with some like really um you know kind of uh vague description or something like that then yeah definitely uh definitely i think i mean we're be. not known for vague descriptions so True. We are not known for vague descriptions, but that's okay because I, you know, it's still, it's still fun. And, and honestly, we had, I think really two, two really good picks, uh, today because I highly recommend both movies to, mm-hmm. you know, to anyone that might be interested. So, yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. So, you know, so we have a, a little bit of a shorter, uh, podcast this time, you know, it's a vacation weekend. So, Hey, that's all <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm, I, and you know what? It's okay. You know why? Because this past, this past couple of weeks, I have just been exhausted. Um, <laughs> see, I just got that right in there. See that? Isn't yep. That fun. Isn't that fun. Oh, you're uh, cracking me up. Oh, there we go. And on that Ooh. note, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> all right, let me ask you this: What is your favorite egg-related Dr. Seuss book? Oh, jeez. I only know one. And that's the like green eggs and ham. Yeah, that's that was a le- that was a, a leading question. Uh, there yeah. <laughs> is there is only the one, and but that actually, in a very ham-fisted way, ties in to next week's microcast. Yes. Ooh. So, the publisher of these books, legendary children's author Dr. Seuss. There's been some controversy lately, uh, mm. and the publisher recently announced that six of his works will no longer be published because of you know, outdated and potentially offensive portrayals, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, some people are crying censorship and all that. But you know what? It's Dr. Seuss's estate that's making this decision. Right. And, and so it's not censorship. It's not banning books. They've just decided to kind of like say, okay, these books, we're going to set them aside. You know, they're still out there. You can still read them. They're, it's fine. But 
they are not going to continue to publish them out of respect for the people who might be offended, which I totally, uh, I, I have no problem with. And even though, do you, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I didn't say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, Dr. Seuss, despite all of this, remains a beloved figure in the world of children's literature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But did you know he once wrote a screenplay for a wildly fantastical live-action movie musical? What? Yeah. And this was not based on any of his books. So on the next microcast, we're going to tell you the story of a movie called the Five Thousand Fingers of Doctor T. Ooh, yeah, no, it, it it's not it's not a weird one. Like, oh, it's weird, but it's not like you know, dirty weird. Uh, so Doctor Seuss wasn't into that kind of thing, as far as I know. But no, but anyway. wasn't one of his pen names like named after a Greek god or something? Uh, maybe, maybe that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, but yeah, but we're going to get into that. We'll get into that. But he, he was also from uh, Massachusetts, by the way. That is correct. He's yes. a local legend. A local, legend. yeah, he's a local legend. Uh, so yeah, we're, it, it's it's a very interesting story about this movie um, because it it's something that a lot of people aren't aware of, but it's so crazy. the The visuals are inspired by his works, and it's just it's a nuts musical movie. And so we're going to so find trippy. out. Yeah, it's very trippy, and it was in the fifties, so it's very right. very much ahead of its time. So we'll dive into that on the deep dive microcast next week, and. I think that'll pretty much do it for us, you know. Um, it's a, a, a short episode, but I think it's exactly the length it needed to be. Oh, yeah. yeah Don't forget it. to check us out on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com, where you'll find links to our social medias, to our email. Of course, if you ever want to send in a suggestion for the show, we'd love that. We love hearing from you. You can also listen to all of our other excellent episodes that are currently hosted on our website. Again, thedeepdivepodcast.com. Also have a merch store. And you never know what pops up there. We like you, to be a little, yeah. you know, we like to crack things up a bit. Mm, eh. No, I don't yeah, know about that. That was, a, that was too over easy. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that one. <laughs> we probably, yeah. That one yeah. just, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to recover from that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh I, I have nothing more to say. So nothing for, <laughs> except there. If you celebrate Easter, Happy Easter! Yes, stay safe. Passover as uh, well. Get your vaccine when you can. Yeah, that Passover, all that stuff. Yeah, and join us again, okay? Because we love our listeners. Maybe too much. Yeah, no, we no, do. No, not just no, not too much. No, we <laughs> we're not always this crazy. Well. I, mean, you know. uh, I don't know about that. So, uh, right. anyways, yeah, check so, us out our absolutely. website, our deep dive podcast.com. Also, take a look or take a listen, I should say, to our microcasts because um, they're really fun. They're like really short versions of this, and it's just Tom usually. It's a snack. So you don't have to listen to it's a snack, it's a little boiled egg, as it were. It's a, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's like a little quiche, like one of those little pocket quiches. Very nice. <laughs> You know, get some yeah. veggie in it, you know, maybe a little sausage. It's nice. I like it. It's, it's good. Nice. It's tasty. It's tasty. All right. So for the magnificent Amanda and myself, Tom Feeney, stay safe, wear a mask, get vaccinated when you can, and keep your tongue in your mouth. No one wants to see that. Yeah. All right. Bye, Bye. everybody. 
You can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. If you like us, please subscribe. All clips are intended for educational use only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Blaney and EchoCraft. Thanks for listening. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. Uh-huh.